following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Coming far wing. Murphy in for the blue line, battling Milano, and a puck set the distance all the way down into the Chicago zone. The Blackhawks starting another turnover in front, and Mantha feeding it to Kuznetsov and Morazic diving. A shot! They score! And it's Alex Ovechkin! And it's 800 goals in the National Hockey League! I tell you what, John Walton's call on that was a hell of a lot better than ESPN's. Woo! Man. Talk about a night when ESPN really screwed the pooch there uncovered. Not good. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everybody. If you missed it on Tuesday night, Alex Ovechkin with the hat trick against the Blackhawks, and that gets him to 800. One behind Gordie Howe for number two on the all-time list. Going to be talking with Capitals insider Samantha Pell in just a few minutes. She was there at the United Center last night and says it wasn't quite as bad. She told me this last night. Well, it wasn't quite as bad as it as it seemed on TV, atmosphere-wise. But first, uh, let's go ahead and take you on into the locker room, your exclusive locker room access. As you might expect, Ovi, after the game, surrounded, asking what it was like to get number 800. Here's the grade eight. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, you know, obviously, uh, for a couple of first goals was uh, uh, good bounces. Um, you know, and the third one, uh, Mo gave me a nice pass, and I just have to put it in. And Puck wasn't, you know, uh, in my my curve, so I knew like I just have to put it up, and uh, it's in. Look, I never said Ovi was a great order, okay? Yevgeny Kuznetsov, his Russian line mate, talked about it after the game as well, said one of the big things you got to realize about Ovi is he never takes a shift off. So many players will just go on the ice and without even hustling there, but he did He did hustle there. He, he wants to score, and he's already had 800, but he still wants to score more, so it's it's something special. You would think some of that would rub off on Kuzi every once in a while. Oh, well, you can't have everything. And finally, Peter Laviolette uh, saying it's, you know, regardless of how many years you've been in this business, this was a very, very cool thing to experience rinkside. Uh, it was, you know, it was awesome. Like, it was just awesome to be on the bench and um, be a part of it and part of history. And, um, you know, you work with somebody every day and they'd be such an incredible milestone. It's an unbelievable accomplishment. The bench was crazy. Went out on the ice and it was really good, but that's one of those moments that you just you're not around and you're not that close to it um, in sports. When something big happens like that, and to be a part of it, everybody inside the room, the coaches, the trainers, and 
fans watching back at home. It's such an unbelievable experience. So um, I'm really happy for him. I think everybody's proud of him. Everybody's happy for him and um, well-deserved. That makes five straight for the Caps. They have one in a row. It's also moved them up to uh, just behind the New York Rangers, a point behind the Rangers and Islanders for a wild card spot. Uh, you've got the Islanders and Rangers with 35 points, Caps now with 34. Don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I did tell you that I thought this was coming a few weeks ago. And the reason I say that is because, and we'll talk with Samantha Pell about this in a few minutes as well, but the goaltending. I mean, the goaltending has been good. You go back and look at, you know, even when they were in the doldrums in November in the early part of this month, it was a case of losing games 3-1, to 2-0, two 2-1, two stuff like that. They weren't getting blown out, and they're still not. So if they, if they can keep the goaltending solid, and Charlie Lindgren's played incredible in place of Darcy Kemper these last five games, but if you, when, when Kemper comes back, if the goaltending stays at the level that it is now, T.J. Oshie's already back. You're getting Tom Wilson. You're hopefully getting Nicholas Backstrom at some point. Now this starts to take on a whole different sort of feel the second half of the season. I think there is a, there's a little bit of reason to be optimistic here. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us. She was in the press box as Ovi reached 800. That's next here on the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, or Ontario, Canada. New customers only, one per customer. Valid, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as $825 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends 115.23. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. 
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us after a historic night at the United Center in Chicago. Sam, you're back. You're home. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. Always a pleasure to have you with us. I was texting you during the game, and I'm still curious. Was the United Center, was it as dead as it seemed on TV, was there any juice in the building? Because, you know, watching ESPN's production value, it just seemed like they were playing in a morgue last night. So I kept on hearing that, and to me, I, I thought the building had juice. I mean, it was a little quiet at times, but I thought 24 seconds in, Alex Ovechkin scoring a goal, there was an immediate buzz. I think everyone yeah. sort of knew what was about to happen for the rest of the night, and maybe it wasn't, you know, rocking like it would be at Capital One Arena, but. I definitely, I didn't go back and listen to the ESPN broadcast, but I would say just physically being there, uh, you could definitely feel the energy. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just blame the whole thing on Bristol. They're an easy scapegoat. All right, so let's talk about last night. I mean, not only does Ovi hit 800, but he does it with a hat trick. I mean, that's just, that that's the way great players are supposed to do it, right? It was, it was just so typical Ovi. I'm not sure I understand. The 24th, you know, just scoring 24 seconds in, uh, you immediately, I think everyone in the press box kind of looked at each other and we were like, oh, geez, here we go. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes and scores his second goal, you know, only minutes later in the first period. And now you're having him sitting at two goals thinking, well, he's certainly going to get three. Now, is he going to get four or five tonight? Uh, so that's immediately what we all kind of went to thinking about it. But I mean, it was amazing to be in that building. Um, I know the players give a lot of props to the Chicago crowd for being, I mean, probably one of the best uh, visiting buildings to play in for something like that to happen. I think they were just all huge hockey fans witnessing a big hockey moment, and they weren't going to kind of let that slide. So I think good on Chicago, good on the Blackhawks, and now Beshkin can come home and have a shot to get 801 and 802. I agree. I thought that was uh, it was a really classy move for the Blackhawks, you know, putting that up on the scoreboard and everything. Uh, by the way, everybody, sorry that Siri uh, interrupted us there for a second. Sam, take us into the locker room afterwards. I mean, what was that like? Obviously, short of a Stanley Cup celebration, obviously, but I, I got to imagine, and from what I saw, you know, on online and everything, it looked like everybody was pretty excited afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty close. Uh, Alex Ovechkin kind of just got doused with beer from all directions Nicholas Backstrom obviously is injured hasn't played all season was standing on top of the locker throwing you know Bud Light at him and it just seemed like the guys were all giddy again it it honestly I think was the first time I've seen that group super happy um, all season just the way the season has gone and the injuries and it felt like every game there was another problem after the other and now all of a sudden they're riding a five-game win streak Alex hits 800 goals and I think they needed that moment as a group, and who knows what will happen uh, in these next couple of games if he hits 801, 802. But I think in that moment, it was really special and important for the group, and they kind of recognized that. 
and I'll turn it back to the streak in a second. But first, I, I want to I want to kind of focus on you because, as we all know, this show, uh, whenever you're on, it it is all about Samantha J. Pell. But <laughs> in all seriousness, I mean, here you are, and I mean, you are documenting history here. The greatest the the greatest goal scorer of all time. His march on Ray, Wayne Gretzky's record that nobody ever thought would be broken. You're doing it for the paper of record. For his team, I mean, when people look back 50 years from now, it's going to be your byline on there. I mean, when you, when you think about huge moments in Washington sports history, you know, you think of Tony Kornheiser chronicling the Redskins bandwagon season in 1991 or Shirley Povich with the Over the Hill gang. I mean, it's, it, you know, 50 years from now, it's Samantha Pell's name that's going to be synonymous with all this. That That's how cool is that? You know, I mean, that's very kind. Thank you so much. Um I, I guess when you put it like that, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I just feel like in the moment for me, like being able to watch these goals happen in real time and being in the building and being like physically present for every single one, every single night has been surreal. I definitely didn't think that I would be, you know, documenting history and, you know, watching one of, if not the greatest goal scorer in the NHL kind of go into his thing. And, it's not just on game nights, right? I get to see him in practices. I get to see him and talk to him about his kids and his family. And so it feels more personal. It feels, um, I don't know. It, it just, it's a very interesting and unique feeling. And to be able to document that in a way for everyone to understand and feel like they're also there, I think is really special. All right. All right. Enough of my rating and ravings. Um, the caps, all of a sudden, it seems like, you know, they, they've turned on the jets here. They figured some things out. What's been the secret sauce here the last five or six games that's, you know, seeing them win five straight and getting to within a point of the playoff window? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things, different things that are clicking for different reasons, but I think the one constant has been Charlie Lindgren. I think he's been absolutely incredible for this team uh, in the last five games. He's had to step up with Darcy Kemper getting hurt there at the beginning of the month and He's still working his way back. He's on IR right now with an upper body injury. So I think with Charlie, he's come in. He's been confident. He doesn't really care about a backup designation to start the season. Whenever he goes on the ice, he's been able to perform. And so I think, first off, he's been great. And then I honestly think a guy like TJ Oshie coming back into the lineup and giving the guys more energy and a spark has really helped turn things around and kind of create some consistency within the forward line. So I know there's more injuries. I know Lars Eller didn't play last night in Chicago, but it seems like the Capitals are finally starting to put it together. And hopefully the injuries just kind of start to diminish a little bit. Kind of a weird coincidence too, that Brian McClellan held that gaggle with you guys on the road saying that, you know, the, the big, the, the stars just have to play better. And it, it seems like that happened almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, it was very coincidental that it happened and all of a sudden now this team is on a, on a win streak. But I do think everything that McClellan said, you know, holds true. It's, he needed to see his team tread water until these injured guys come back. And he wanted to see where the team stood in the next, you know, three weeks. Now we're a week and a half-ish away from Christmas. That was kind of the mark of thinking, okay, is this team going to make a playoff push or are we thinking they're going to try to sell at the trade deadline? And as of right now, I mean, it looks like they're trying to make that push. Again, it's not, you know, it's not like all of a sudden they're back in it. It's going to take a lot of games. It's going to take a lot of nights to 
uh, get this team back in consideration. But, yeah, I mean, they're going in the right direction. We just have to kind of see how these next couple weeks go. And I think you and I talked about this a few weeks ago, but you know the goaltending has been has been great all year. You know, it's not like they've been getting blown out uh, in every game. They just weren't able to score any goals, and and now they can. Yeah, and I think for the Caps, they've kind of acknowledged that. I think Peter Laviolette, even maybe in losses that reporters media haven't looked at too fondly of. Laviolette's kind of stood by his group and said, no, we have done some good things. Just X, Y, and Z got away from us. But I believe in our team. I believe in our group. And here we kind of are. So I think there were signs of them headed in the right direction. I mean, honestly, they were snake bitten a lot of nights. They put up a lot of shots on goal on some other nights and just couldn't get it done. So, I mean, they've been going in the right direction, but also going in the right direction really isn't going to cut it in a league like this as competitive as it is. So, now they're finally starting to see results, and hopefully that kind of keeps on going. How about the walking wounded? Darcy Kemper still on injured reserve. Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson been skating with the club. Um, what's uh, what's the the word on uh, on the two of them? On the three of them? Yeah, I guess we'll start with um, Nick and Tom. They were in the press box actually yesterday in Chicago. They started traveling with the team again uh, on this last little road trip to Winnipeg and Chicago, and for them, that's a really, really good sign in their recoveries. Uh, both of them on the ice for morning skates. They've looked good. I mean, Tom Wilson, it was projected for him to come back around this time regardless. So I think it's good that he's now finally back on the ice. Maybe he comes back a little bit later than we all anticipated. Maybe we're looking at a January date just because the team wants to kind of make sure things are in check and you don't want to rush anything. But with Backstrom, I think he's been the biggest surprise of all these injuries. I mean, he was on the ice before Tom, it seems like. He is moving well. He's still pain-free. He has a smile on his face every day. Like, he seems like he's really, really trying to come back. And it seems like the Caps really want him to come back, and they're preparing for him to come back. So it seems like they're going in the right direction. We still don't have any major timelines for either, but I would just say the next step is for both of them to take contact, and then that'll be kind of the true test from that standpoint. With um, Darcy Kemper, he is still, yeah, you're right, on IR, upper body. He's been practicing with the team, but I would assume the next week or so he's been with the group. He's been walking around. It doesn't seem like anything particular is ailing him that you can, you know, is visible to the eye. But obviously with hockey players, we know that there's always probably something else going on. So that's kind of those major updates there. All right, last question. Cap Stars, Thursday night, 7 o'clock face-off. Ovi needs one to tie Gordy Howe, two to move past him. Uh, how nuts is Capital One Arena going to be? <laughs> I, I think it's going to be insane, but I think even if he gets none, even if he gets one, like it's going to be also crazy for Saturday against Toronto. That might be the game of Elia Samsonov's return to Washington. Who knows if Ovechkin mm-hmm. gets it then. Let's say he doesn't he gets blanked in the next two games. Now you have a crazy crowd against Detroit on a Monday night. I think that'd be pretty kind of storybook for Alex. So I think all three games are gonna be insane and you've gotta think one of them is a celebration night. <laughs> all right, Sam, we're gonna let you go. Glad you're home, glad you're back off the road. Glad you will be writing uh, the game on Thursday night and for the rest of the season. Thank you as always for joining us, my friend. Thank you so much. It was fun.
Sam is always such a good sport with us. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Caps, Stars, Thursday night, Capital One Arena. Let's see if Ovi moves past Gordy Howe that day, if it's over the weekend or if it's the first next week. Don't forget to download us on Spotify, iTunes, the Hockey Podcast Network, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. And like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.